Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Oh, so the summer. <laughs> okay, yes. All right. So yeah. today we are talking about Acadia National Park. It's a return to Acadia, folks. It is. <laughs> it is because um, there is so much to do in Acadia National Park. It's true. However, our plan originally wasn't to go to Acadia National Park. No. So oh, can let's just talk about our original 2020 travel plans. Sure. So prior to COVID, we had a lot of trips as potential for this year. Um, the first of which, which was the closest to um, the time of COVID, was a trip to Florida, which would have taken us to Everglades, which would have taken us to Biscayne, Biscayne and Dry Tortugas National and then Park. Disney World. And Disney World. Yeah, for like we just wanted to, to do that too. Um, um, and, and that Key trip. West. Yeah. And Key West. Yeah. And that trip was already booked. Yeah. And paid for. Yep. Luckily, however, everyone was super cool. We didn't lose any money yep. on that. My heart really goes out to those people who did book things and then yeah. lost money on, yes. on the things that they had booked. So I'm um, really sorry for those people. Yes, for sure. And then we had planned two summer trips that we yes. had thought that like we would... Like an end of June trip. Right. Which was and then gonna, an August trip. Right. The end of June trip, we had originally thought we were going to go to... Glacier. Glacier. We, we had like... We Kind planned of planned. It. Like we had actually... Like we had booked an Airbnb. Yeah reserved rental car yep the only thing we hadn't purchased was airfare right yet yeah to glacier and then in august we, we were, were gonna, gonna do, do um we were gonna do rainier and olympic and north cascades yeah we were gonna do the Pacific we had Northwest. a lot of plans <laughs> and with the option of like there was like a road trip to like badlands that we had also thrown around as like if we don't get to rainier then we could do this thing right when everything you know basically upended and we couldn't do any of those trips we tried to regroup and see what was possible we also really had a big dilemma on what was ethically responsible um, to do and how we could do that well. So yeah. one of the plans was a potential road trip and camping because that's something that we had gotten 
more into this year, which we will talk about more later this season and in this episode. But we had thought we could maybe camp and just like avoid basically everyone if we were just camping and doing. And um, then we could actually properly socially distance. Right, exactly. Not that you couldn't do that in an Airbnb or a hotel, right. and many people are. Yes. But at the time, it was still sort of new. Right. Like we were all... Just figuring it out. You know, we, we were looking at like a potential time to travel, mm-hmm. which at this time was... Beginning of August. Was the beginning of August. We were like shooting for. Because the time in June that where we would have gone to Glacier, we actually went to... Uh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg, which isn't too far. Right. And it was drivable and it was still in the green. Yeah. And we were no longer on lockdown. And then in August, we were also no longer on lockdown. Right. And so we were like, let's do that driving trip that we were going to do right. all the way to Badlands. Which would have included um, Indiana Sand Dunes, potentially another stop at Cuyahoga because it was along the way. Badlands, Teddy Roosevelt. And I think that was it. Yeah. And I think that was it. Yeah. We had to have a lot of conversations about like... Because at this time, like, we weren't even going into gas stations. Right. Like, personally. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, with mask mandates, I feel more okay going, like, into a Wawa or something and going to a restroom. Right. But at that time, we didn't know what to do. Everything was still sort of new. And it was also, like, we did. We sat down and we sort of had, like, a, what's our emergency plan? Or what is our plan for travel? And, like... When we get in this situation, what is the plan? Do we just like cover ourselves in hand sanitizer? Like when this happens, like if we have to use the restroom, because on that driving trip, there were basically stretches that were like, I don't know, like eight or nine hour stretches of drives that we would be doing in between places. There were also meetings that you had to take where we had to stay in a hotel. So that was part of our dilemma too. And it got to a point where the Midwest started to get really bad with COVID again. Oh, like it exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like numbers all of a were really terrible. And so we had booked, now we were going to go like in one of our cars yep. to, to do this trip. We had booked actually all campsites of and our campsites hotels. and hotels, but one weekend we did it all. <laughs> we did it all in a matter of like an hour or yeah. something, but we made sure we were like, we have to make sure that we, always book places that can refund you basically yeah that we can uh back out and get a refund even if that means like we lose like ten dollars or something like that which ended up being the case yeah because because um, i I definitely had a moment in the middle of a day i was i was doing a full day of virtual teaching and i get a panic text from you yeah and you were basically like i don't think this is a good idea and i don't know what to do and meanwhile i'd like already scheduled to be off i'd already scheduled to like by be off i mean like do all of my work i mean yes remotely but But, like remotely from really far away remotely and i went into a panic because i was like i can't rethink like uh time frame and i because and i had already like put so many pieces into place yeah in order to make this happen and so so you went full murder mode for me <laughs> i did not go full it murder was pretty mode. close but definitely not <laughs> never we got onto the phone and i was like okay what is the concern but we are definitely people who were like if we're gonna come to like uh hey i have a major note about this we always supply with an offering mm-hmm. so your offering was like i think good protocol would be to travel within states that are currently in the green and I was like, makes total sense. 
And so therefore, all of the Midwest states were not. And so they, therefore, they were off the table. And right. so, um, which at that time, and I feel like, I guess right now, generally speaking, though no one really is in the green right no. now, would be like states that are in the green are okay to travel within. Right. Meanwhile, we were like yellow at the time, I think. New, New Jersey. Jersey was yellow. Yeah. Yeah. We looked and basically all of New England was in the green. Yep. So we knew that New England was going to be the place where we would go. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you On this day that we headed to Acadia National Park. Mm -hmm. For a second trip. For a second trip, we'd actually started this day in North Conway, New Hampshire. Right. We did a lot of soul searching on our, our travels to see what would be the best. And we knew that we wanted to do some hiking and explore. And so aside from Acadia, we also discovered the beauty and the wonder that is both the Green Mountain National Forest in Vermont and the White Mountain National Forest in New Hampshire, which is where we were. Basically. Which is where we were. We had just finished hiking in Green Mountain like a, earlier that week over in Vermont, and we had come over to New Hampshire to hike in White Mountain National which, Forest. Ooh, Lord Child is. We will be doing some yeah. episodes on White should, Mountain National Forest. Should be a national forest. park in and of itself. Because oh my goodness, good Lord Child, <laughs> there is so much. So much to see there. Yes. We also were both doing some work during this time. Um, you more so than I. You I was had waiting for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to speak the truth. You, um, you had, oh, just get ready because there's like a, you know, come to Jesus moment that I give you in a later episode. <laughs> in a later episode. Um, but you, basically, the work that you do is teaching artist work in um, schools. Um, for theater and you theater um, and you your organization had what had received a like a moonshot NEH grant which was amazing so mm. this was part of the you were able to negotiate this week off I'm saying this in air quotes this, to this, be able to do the work remotely yeah I was and so yeah in the evenings I was doing a lot of work but that was the way to make all of this work with your schedule and my schedule and like Luckily, it all worked out. Right. This day, we actually both had meetings that morning at about 10 a.m. Right. You had to be on a meeting. I had to be on a meeting. My meeting was one I could call into. Your meeting was one you had to like be on camera for. Right. At least for a period of time. Right, right, right. But we didn't want... We had kind of lost an entire day of hiking the day before because basically a hurricane passed through 
the remnants of a hurricane passed through New Hampshire. Right. Well, I actually, I did get to hike. You hiked in the morning when I was on a meeting. And then in the afternoon, when I could have joined you, we weren't able to do that because there was a hurricane. Yeah. We just stayed inside and watched Silence of the Lambs. Right. But... (laughs) (laughs) Which you you were thrilled by. I was. I'd never seen it before. Anyway. great. This day, we were like, well, let's make the most of our day here. And let's actually like get out really early in the morning. Yeah. Go for a hike and then come back and do our meetings and pack up. Yes, we did do a small hike when we were um, that morning, like, which was great. It was... um, it was a loop hike. It was a loop hike. It was perfect. We we'll was, talk more about we'll that. We'll talk when more we get, about that hike yeah, later. But yeah, it was a wonderful little hike right. and uh, perfect timing. And we were able to you know get right back and get on our meetings. Yeah, we both respectively got on our meetings. Meanwhile, while meetings were happening, you were on camera. I was on the phone, so I just had my earphones in. Yeah, and so I was packing everything and getting everything ready to go. Meanwhile, I was already packed. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Is that how it went? It, it is how yeah, it okay, was. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> and then I packed the car. Right. And then we finished up. But And by finished up, you transitioned to being on the phone. Right. For your meeting. Right. And then we packed the car and got in the car. Right. And we headed off while both still on meetings. Right. Also, you said you would drive this day because I drove, drove the whole time, but you didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the knives well, are out. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about um, you know grudges that we're holding on to, shall right. we? Things not in the outline, but things I remember. <laughs> I remember everything. <laughs> I mean, I know you remember everything. Right. right. You also remember any time you were wrong. <laughs> That's right. How do you? Because you're how do a you what? Upset a Libra? lady scorekeeper. That. <laughs> <laughs> How do you upset a scorekeeper? Right. <laughs> Tell them something unfactual. That's right. What exactly. What did so, I say to you last night? I was like, you know what? You don't say many things that are true, but that is very true. And <laughs> you were so offended by that. I was obviously kidding. Everything obviously is true. Kidding. It's doctrine. <laughs> um, but yes, so we were basically driving from North Conway to... We were headed to the Bucksport slash Fort Knox mm-hmm. KOA campground. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a KOA campground in Acadia. Like, like right Legitimately outside. in Acadia. Yeah. But it was booked and totally full. Right. Though they did have some campsites right on the water that looked so... I know, because we passed it on the way uh, in. It just looks so picturesque. But yeah. Ooh, that she was booked up. Oh, night. yeah. Yeah. So we ended up having to book the Bucksport one, which is about a 45 minute drive mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But we'd kind of done that before because we had stayed in an Airbnb in, in Bangor. 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 The there Bangor sisters. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that's not the first time someone has made that. No, show. I'm sure. And um, so that's where we ended up having to stay. Yeah. And I actually don't, you know, there are times where it is nice to be able to just leave the park and be like, oh, we're right here. And like, there's our, our lodging for the evening. But we typically have like at least a half hour drive most times. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to be able to just decompress in the car for a little bit. Yeah. As opposed to like, okay, I'm done hiking and now I'm in a room or in a yeah. tent. Like I do kind of like that. Like you can kind of go, go for a drive. <laughs> exactly. The right. go for a drive moment is actually really nice. Also, the thing about this was the part of Acadia that people do most of the time is considered the east side of Acadia. Right. But this time we'd actually decided to do 
different sections of Acadia that we had not done before, right. which didn't include the east side. So we were going to have to be driving anyway. So it kind of all worked out. Yeah. Now, on our drive to there, we had taken a bunch of like major highways, obviously, to get to Acadia the first time. But coming from North Conway, it was just back roads the whole way. Yeah. Which equaled like sometimes we were in our meetings and sometimes we were not. And sometimes we were back in mm-hmm. and sometimes we were off again right. just because of, you know, signal and things yeah. like that. Yeah. We did finally arrive at the Bucksport Fort Knox KOA. Yes. And uh, we were greeted by the loveliest people. Um, this KOA was, I mean. We've so- stayed at quite a few now. Yes, we stayed. We stayed at two before this. We stayed in the one in Gettysburg, and then the one in um, in Green in Mountain, Green, where we were kind of. I can't remember the actual town yeah, we were but in, but there. like Southern Vermont, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Brattleboro, was Brattleboro. There you go. Which was really, really lovely too. But this KOA was like they just were. They were on it. They were on it. I loved this KOA yes. so much. They were family run. They also had pizza. Like they would make pizza. We're going to talk a lot about that pizza in later <laughs> Acadia episodes. But they told us about this and we were like, oh, we've never seen a KOA that does pizza. They did like a, they had like a pizza hut slash ice cream stand. Like, sorry, it a, wasn't like a, re- like a trademark not a pizza, pizza hut. hut. <laughs> no, it was like a hut that, that they made, made pizza, pizza in. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we tried to get Pizza Hut pizza when we were in North Conway, and I guess all the Pizza Huts are closing. Remember, we tried to do that, that pizza one Pizza Hut was closed. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. like, we're getting Pizza Hut. Well, you were like, why don't we just get Pizza Hut? And I was like, God, I love dirty pizza. <laughs> I'm so here for it. And then you were like, and then we pulled into the parking lot. I was like, no. 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 Closed. Closed. Mm-hmm. We knew that we had a drive to get to Acadia and we knew we kind of wanted to use the rest of our daylight to hike as much as we could. So something we had learned from our previous two camping adventures was set the tent up first. Never do that in the dark. It's so much easier to do it in the daylight. Then you're happy when you get back and it's all done. So that is what we did. We did like sort of like a speed setup. We were so fast (laughs) setting everything up. We did. I think we we set up everything in like like 10 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Because we knew we wanted to get out on the trails because the drive from the um, North Conway to Bucksport was considerable. It was a lengthy drive. Um, So we made sure that we had everything set up and we were all packed with our day bags for hiking. And we got in the car and we headed out. And with that, let's take a break. All right. Are we ready for a game? I am born ready for a game. Okay, this is a new game. Great. I love that. This game is called Difficult Decisions. In this game, you have to create a circumstance where one has to make a difficult decision and then you got to make that choice. Okay. So I'm going to make one for you and then you'll have to make the choice. Okay, great. Okay, are you ready? I think so, yes. Okay. (laughs) So you are driving home and you know you have to stop at the food store. Okay. You're really hungry. Okay. Right? You're also very tired. Okay. And you get all of your stuff. Okay. You get in line at the food store and there's like, I don't know, five people in front of you. So it's a fairly sizable line already. And then in about 30 seconds, like 15 people are behind you. And then suddenly you have got to go to the bathroom. Okay. At least two people in front of you have totally full carts. Everybody is impatient. Uh-huh. And what it else is, is new? clear that if you leave the line, 
you will not be able to get back into your spot. You will have to join the back. Uh Uh-huh. What do you do? You poop in line. (laughs) (laughs) And that disperses the rest of the line behind you. (laughs) Is that your answer to the default decision? Is that my final answer? (laughs) Um, I mean, really, for me, I feel like when it comes to bathrooming, I can usually hold it. So I would just deal with it. Like unlike some people that I know that use the bathroom who you're currently looking at <laughs> that I'm like looking at with dagger eyes um, because this is a show where I just beat up on you apparently <laughs> even though you compliment <laughs> me all the time mm-hmm. um, no I think I would probably I would deal with it um, I guess I mean if I really really had to go like it was like at the precipice this is getting where it shouldn't be getting but like I guess I would leave the line and do what I needed to do and like take my cart with me. I guess there's always the, excuse me, I really need to use the restroom. I'm going to talk to the person behind me. Would you mind just saving my spot and pushing my cart up? And I will be right back. Um, I'm sure. So, But yeah. I'm removing that. The person oh. behind you is not kind right. and not generous. Right. Sorry about it. It's not going to happen. Okay. Great. So if I would leave snooze, the line. you lose. I'd leave the line. And I'd you'd have to get line. in the back. And I'd get in the back. Because you right. know what? By the time I came back, they'd open all the cashiers up. And I would be in and out. I mean, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe. I mean, the worst, worst comes to worst. I just wait in line. Yeah. And I sing the elevator music that's on. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Right. Sure. We've waited in longer lines. Right. I'm looking at you, Avis counter at the Las Vegas airport. (laughs) Oh Lord. That's the longest line Mm -hmm. I've ever been in. Yep. I don't know. I think I would, I I think I would leave the line and then I would would just go to another store. (laughs) You just leave your cart full. (laughs) Uh, I probably wouldn't have a cart full. I probably would have everything in my hands. And then I would sort of do like a, like a, drop it, it, kind of put it back where it went, where it was supposed to go. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Nope. And I don't then love go that. to the restroom. Don't love that. So, well, it is what it is. That's your difficult choice. That is the difficult choice. That is the difficult choice. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in Acadia National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Wabanaki Confederacy and the Abenaki and Penobscot peoples. We had visited Acadia National Park in June of 2018. Right. It was our first trip. It was kind of... It was after first we... First trip had, to Acadia. First trip to Acadia. It was actually after, oddly enough, in our chronological land that we're living in now in the podcast, it was after our trip to California. It was. So it was after... You know, um, oh, never mind. No. It's not chronological. No, well, not sort not of. Really, not really. No, um, we went back. Yeah, in we time, did. and now we're forward. Now in we're time. forward, in and time, now we're okay. really forward in yeah. time. So yeah, right. That was actually this was the beginning of the Instagram account. Yep, and then which would eventually lead to the podcast. Yes. Yep. We kind of had been doing our own Instagram accounts and sharing to just our friends. And then we decided, hey, let's try something that's just a shared account that the both of us have access to that we can share our adventures because we loved being able to do it. And then we were like, but what name, what name do we give it? Right. And then you were the one who was like, let's, what about gays at the national parks? And I was like, yes. Let's spell it G-A-Z-E. Right. And it came that quickly. It did. Just like a stroke of genius. Um, Right. So, yeah. So, we were really excited to be able to get back to Acadia because it is... You, there's really no other word but magical. There's there's so and much there's like a beauty. lot of it. Yeah, and there's just a lot of magic and beauty all over the place. So, it was 
a trip that we were, you know, despite having to kind of bait and switch our original travel plans for the summer, we weren't sad about this by any means. Not like, at all. This was a great, great, great opportunity that we could kind of take. We sort of were planning on hiking most of Acadia that we hadn't seen. We wanted to try to cover everything we hadn't done yet. There was enough of it that we could totally do that in our time because we had two and a half days, basically. This was our half day there. This was our half day. Right. So we were like, oh, we can cover a lot of ground in this time. We were trying to figure out which parts of Acadia that we wanted to do. We knew that there were parts in the sections we had done before that we wanted to do that we hadn't gotten to do. We also knew that we wanted to do the Scudic Peninsula. Right. And then there was also the west side (laughs) of Acadia. Right. Um, Which I was unaware of. (laughs) So I did a lot of the planning for the trip. Um, both and by planning we mean like the like the planning of hiking trail right, connections. Right. So I was just kind of like, okay, like when we're in North Conway, we're going to try to hike. There are here are some hikes, and because you were you were doing a lot of work at the time, like you had a lot of summer work. So I just sort of like stepped in to kind of do the mm-hmm. the planning of like what trails we might hit. And so with Acadia, we had a map that we bought from Acadia when we were there the first time, which has it's a great map. It has like all of the hiking trails on it. It's paper. It's very well worn right and now. And now it's like taped, it's taped up, up and, and it's great. But it's like it's been use used that. very, very well um, and it's well loved. So um, <laughs> I think I only looked at the one side of the map. Yeah, because we were sitting I was there like, after watching right. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Right. When we were in North Conway. We were talking through what to do. And I was like, but what about the West side? And you were like, what? And I just turned the map (laughs) around and you were like, oh, I didn't even know about this side. I think I thought that it was just like a zoomed out view of the area. And I don't think I paid much attention to it. Well, that's often what is on the backside of those maps. And also, if you remember correctly, because I think you were like, really? I had planned like a 21 mile day. The one day you would, you did, yeah, and you, you were did. like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and you I was like, like "No, we I'm have not." A twenty-one mile day, and I was like, "Usually, I'm like, I we could do a twenty-one mile day. Certainly, sure. that would like require us to start at five a.m. Yeah, like on foot at five a.m. Yeah, I could do a twenty-one mile flat day, but I was like, we've got to look at the incline here. Yeah. which luckily this map, yeah." Uh, has has elevation and topography. So I was like 21 miles miles. a day. (laughs) 21 (laughs) miles. I was like, oh, we need, no, this is, this is a, we need to rewrite this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we did. (laughs) But then seeing that we had the West side available to us, it was like, okay, we have this we could do. Yeah. We decided that on this day where we had a half a day in Acadia that we would do the Scudic Peninsula. Right. Now, the Scudic Peninsula is the only part of Acadia National Park that's technically on the mainland. Yes. Because it juts off of mainland Maine. Mm-hmm. And the other parts of Acadia are on islands. Yeah, Mount Desert Island specifically. Yes. Yes. The Scudic Peninsula is a farther drive too. So it's I the think... the farthest east. Yes. I think it was like... So typically to get to from the Bucksport KOA to Desert Island, Acadia, Mount Desert Island, it's like a 45 minute drive. This was somewhere in the neighborhood of like an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. it was more like an hour and a half. So we were leaving, you know, as we we're making our plan, as we we're getting to Bucksport, we're like, okay, so we're going to get to Bucksport around three we got to like set up real quick. But it was still the summer. The so like it wasn't getting dark at 4.30. <laughs> right. 
right um the tundra that we live so in we now. after we packed knew we were doing the scudic peninsula we got in the car and we headed out mm-hmm. and the drive to the scudic peninsula it was you know we finally got to the section of the drive that felt familiar we yeah. were like oh this feels this part is familiar yep. because like this is the part we had to take going from Bangor into yeah. onto Mount Desert Island and then rather than like continuing on to Mount Desert Island we had to turn off to head to the Scudic Peninsula right. and that brings you right to the visitor center at the Scudic Peninsula which had a gigantic parking lot yeah yeah which there was like basically five cars in at this point in the day because yeah. we'd gotten there at like 4 30 and also it was Forgy. Oh, it was super foggy. Like the drive day. there was really, really foggy. Foggy too. drive, foggy day. We knew all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was kind of clear. It was clear when we were in Bucksport. It was sunny. Yep. It was beautiful. And the fog just like as we <laughs> got further, it was just like, oh, so we're hiking in soup. And that was fine. We get to the park. We gear up. A lot of the Scudic Peninsula has these gravel bike paths that's right that are sort of like there are carriage roads in the main part of the park it's similar i would say to that yeah it what is true for all parts of acadia though i'd say not so true for the west side right is that there are kind of three ways to to explore get around experience acadia national park either on a trail on a carriage road or a bike path. Right. Or on a driving road. Yeah. And it's the same for the Scudic Peninsula. The majority of Acadia National Park is a ton of interconnected trails. Mm-hmm. So you get to decide what your... Choose your own adventure It's is. a choose your own adventure kind of thing, which there's a little bit of that in Scudic. The Scudic tends to be sort of, basically you head out down to the end and then you head back. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of how it's designed. Yes. And that is what we were going to be doing this day. It was going to be a combination of these bike paths Mm -hmm. and then trails. Yes. Um, So we headed out down the one squeak path, which is one of the bike trails. And most of the bike trails are actually in the, like the Northern part of the Scudic. There's a big, like essential loop that happens up there. The Wansqueak path is actually, it's really great. I mean, there were a few people that were on bikes at this point in the day. I think we definitely were like, oh, well, they didn't have their masks on. (laughs) We definitely did have some moments like that. Right. We are people who hike with with our masks right now. So that's who we are. And, you know, because especially on trails, especially on this trail that we're going to be talking about today, you can't stay six feet apart. No, no. So we're definitely, we're always at the ready. We're advocates for that. Right. We don't necessarily have them on all the time, but like we have them prepared to pull out or pull up, essentially. Definitely we're dealing with a lot of that. And this wasn't even (laughs) the worst that it was by any means, because it's pretty quiet on the Scudic um, at this point in the day. We take the Wansqueak path for about... 0.7 miles. It's basically a straight shot with a little bit of a curve. Mm -hmm. And we're taking it so that we can get to the intersection of the Buck Cove Mountain Trail. Mm -hmm. And when we get there, we turn right onto this trail. And that trail is going to take us for about two miles and change. That's going to take us all the way to the beach. Right. So that essentially 
the tip of the peninsula, although not really. It's like Blueberry Hill is sort of the parking area that you right. would kind of end up in. Literally, you turn onto this trail. It is a tiny little trail. Right. And you by, could very easily miss it if you're not paying attention. And it's tiny, meaning yeah. like there is room for one person on this trail. Yeah. One person. Yeah. And it was kind of that way the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But let's talk about... Let's look around. I mean... There are many things to see. You're singing the David the Gnome theme song (laughs) right now. And that is so appropriate Mm -hmm. for exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. After doing this hike, I have told everyone who's going to Acadia, do not, under any circumstances, leave Acadia without hiking on the Scudic Peninsula. Yeah. Because you are just... You are literally keeping yourself from... Magic. magical experience yes if you do not do this hike yes this was immediately like magical fairy forest yeah like we walked into it and i was like you're kidding yeah me because this does not look like the rest any of, of the hikes yeah. in the rest of acadia yeah it's very very different i mean i think part of it too was the atmosphere the fog but honestly, and that was like a small... And also all of the fairies flying around. Right. That was this... I mean, you and I, of course. <laughs> but um, that was a small element to the day, the fog, because it really did feel like you had stepped into just like you'd gone through the looking glass, you'd entered the wardrobe, you, you know, had this gotten your invitation, that... you're here. I was like... You're like, this is what a prop department like essentially should... When I, whenever you need a magical forest, just look at... This, Hello. You like have the, come I to the took magical forest. So many pictures because it was like just picture if you could create in your mind the most picturesque, beautiful, magical forest. This is what this was. Yeah. If not more than that. Yeah. It was because it was like tons of green moss everywhere. Yep. Stones. Like little like, footbridges. Little footbridges. Yeah. It's not a tall forest. The trees Mm-mm. weren't very big here. No. And the ground was soft. soft. It was the softest ground I've like, ever had. It like actually like receded a little bit when you made a step. Like it was so. Uh, yeah. I just don't have. I like. I think I've used all the words I can yep. to describe it because yep. it was. It's an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. And I will never ever go to. A, there's never a world where I want to go to Acadia National Park and not do that hike again. Right. And here's the thing too. I just feel like. Not a lot of people go out there. Not a lot of people spend the time no, to go out there. there. Was I guess if you, no I guess if there. you bike, you probably do because those biking trails are there. Like if you're a mountain sure. biker, dirt biker, like you kind of that, that's your shtick. I think that you probably do that, but I just feel like it probably is not a very well received section of the park because it's separate from everything right. else, right? And it is a further drive, so like. I think this was like one of the best calls we made. Absolutely. In Acadia was coming out here. And Magical Fairy Forest doesn't go away the entire trail. No, no. It's, it's there yeah. the whole time. Yeah, the whole time you're on Bucks, Bucks Cove Mountain Trail. And then when you get on the Anvil Trail, it's even more <laughs> kind of like magical because that changes. But we'll get there in a second. So yeah, so we basically are on this like Magical Fairy Fairy land, fairy land. We're on this magical uh, fairy forest land. It's taking you south the whole right. time, and we're going for about one point four miles. Right, 
before we hit an intersection. Right. Very clear trail. You do have some elevation gain here. But it's not a ton. It's not a ton and it's and not it'll crazy. Be like, there's a little bit of it and then there's a little bit of downhill. Right. And then there's a little bit of uphill and a little bit of downhill. Right. But and there's nothing severe. Right. The, honestly, the highest, the highest point we're getting to is called Scudic Head, which is at 440 feet above right. sea level. The first thing we hit, which is only about a half a mile from the turnoff, is what's called Buck Cove Mountain. It is kind of like an outcropping of rocks. It's There's trees. There's there's like shrubs there's like all different forest fairyland features but it's it's not you can't see much because it's foggy but the thing i i always consistently love about acadia is how well everything is marked it is just like oh it's really so really marked. thoughtfully marked and laid out for you the hiker I mean, to experience for the most part in a later episode in acadia we'll get to a section where we ended up following something the wrong way and having to double back yeah well you know these things they happen they do you know we hit this first rock outcropping and then for about a mile after this we are just headed up but only like another 220 feet like right so it's really not a bad elevation gain at this point we do run across like one family at this point like on the trail as we're headed up to scudic head but really again empty trail the entire time empty trail continuously soft ground beautiful green moss everywhere Mm -hmm. the entire time. Right. When we do get sort of up to Scudic Head, that's where we do hit our intersection. Yeah. That's where that comes in. Now, the intersection, basically, it takes you off into two directions. Mm -hmm. You could take the Scudic Head Trail Mm -hmm. or you could take the Anvil Trail. Yep. There's also like a little jet off that's called the East Trail, which would take you to the um, right to the beach. But to the east side of yeah. the peninsula. And we wanted to kind of loop back to this intersection by a couple of different trails. So we didn't take the east trail. No. We continued on the Anvil Trail. Right. So we continue on the Anvil Trail. It's really foggy because like at that intersection, you're kind of at the top of a bald rock. Yeah. And I remember looking out going like, well, I can hear the beach. I can't see it. Right. Because there's so much fog. Yeah. I still feel like we're really high up. At this point, I was like, I feel like we're going to have to encounter some downhill at some point in order to like get to the beach. Yeah. This Anvil Trail is where that happened. <laughs> yes. It's, so we yeah. started off on that Anvil Trail. And what did we see? Just a drop. Essentially. It, was, it was like, it's like, oh, you have to get down there and you're up here. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to kind of like slowly swip, switch back, meander, sit and scoot very carefully climb my way down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that you, was the kind of vibe. The decline was sudden, yeah. severe, and a lot. So Anvil Trail w- is a totally different experience than the Buck Cove right. this is mountain like, trail. This is dark witch forest now. <laughs> this is, now we're getting into right. the dark, yes, the dark like, witch forest. It's still magical. Yeah. It's dark magical. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. The forest is now like really high above you. Yes. The trees are really tall. Right. Because you're also declining too. So yeah. things are it's growing very dark. Mossy like trees too. Like hanging dark trees. Right. Yeah. Creaking noises and witches. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Ex- 
exactly. Exactly. As we were climbing down, three of them, three witches appeared and told me that I would soon be named the Thane of Cawdor and later the King of Scotland. <laughs> Great. Um, shout out to any, you know, yeah, anybody, Shakespeare, that, anybody deep cut Shakespeare that. fans out there. <laughs> so right. we have to do this sit and scoot, very carefully place our feet, you know, kind of dance to go down. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, that was really intense. And then it leveled off for a little while. Yeah. And then we're sort of, you know, walking through this dark forest, you, you know, lions, tigers, tigers and bears. Oh my. And then and daddy bears. Oh my. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so we're like, we know we're getting closer to the beach yeah. from that intersection. We know we have about a mile left to get to the beach. Yes. We continue. And then we come up until we come up unto Another very sudden drop that we, I say drop, it's like, it's a decline yeah. that is sort of switchbacky, like full of stones. You got to climb your way yes. down kind of thing in order to like get to the level of the beach. Right. This is what would be considered the anvil. That's where we hit the anvil. Yeah. We were like, this <laughs> is the anvil. the anvil. And on the way down, we're like, oh, okay. This point we're getting close and you can see the road too. The road is not very far. It's only like 0.2 miles to the beach at this point to what we would consider Blueberry Hill. It's not so foggy that you can't see the beach at this point and you can see the water, but the fog is still present and low enough that you cannot see out much further than the beach here. Right. Yeah. We hit the roadway and we cross the road you get to the the famous rocky shores of Maine, essentially. Like, right. It is just... This is like where you can walk out. And unlike other sections of Acadia that are like kind of like along like Ocean Drive there, um, where like you would have like the Thunder Hole and like Great Head and all of that stuff, those rocks are still very high above the water there here you're basically this takes you you could walk right down pretty easily yeah and we just like sat and like took it all in. oh my that was you were it, living your best life i there, was i was your foggy best life it was one of the greatest places we've ever sat mm-hmm. and just were quiet and still i could sit here all night and then finally you were like no we really should continue on there were tons of giant stones there were tons of like the waves were crashing, yeah. the fog was there. It was so picturesque and peaceful. And with that, let's take our next break. It's time for Drag Corner. So, Thades and Gentle Thems, please welcome to the stage Gloria Stay. Gloria Stay. Yeah. We came up with her in Acadia. Yeah. We did. We did. She also makes me think of. Uh, I think there would probably be a house of stay. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the like her drag daughters could be joyous stay mm-hmm. and miraculous stay. Mm-hmm. Right. Miracula. <laughs> I really love that name. <laughs> Miracula, you get in here. Get in here, Miracula. <laughs> Joya, Miracula. Yeah. You listen to your mother, Gloria. Yeah. Exactly. Gloria. Who is Gloria Stay? Gloria Stay is sort of like she's a kitchen witch. We're just gonna go <laughs> with that. She is she is that she like bruise. plump grandmothery figure that like lives in the kitchen and she's just like 
Did, I'll make you a plate. Sit down. I'm going to make you a plate. Sit down. I'm going to make you a plate. Yeah. I'll whip it up for you out of thin air. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. She's like doing her kitchen witchery. Love. Um, yeah. She, I draw a lot of inspiration from Debbie Reynolds from Halloween Town. Like that oh, is. That's glorious day. That's glorious day. Um, I'll I feel take that. like that is her energy. Like kind, grandmotherly drag queen grandmother energy Um, oh i dig that mm -hmm. especially since we're talking about like a witchy forest here Mm -hmm. so you know she always has stevie nicks on in the background and she twirls to it (laughs) she's got dreams on repeat (laughs) doesn't she doesn't she Mm -hmm. i feel like her signature cocktail would be some sort of like witchy brew kind of thing there'd be like a dry ice component where like it would like come like out of a goblet or green yep. in a goblet yep. something like that and she sells charms like charms. that you can hang in your kitchen window to like ward off evil <laughs> i like that yeah, that's I'm her that's her that. merch oh, um, I like she's that. got some like crystal charms that you know also crystal charms welcome to the stage crystal, crystal charms. charms is her friend i love the last name charms <laughs> yep with the Z. oh and her sister lucky charms <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yep. Yep. Oh Lord, mm-hmm. they write themselves. Do you need a drag name? <laughs> Mike and Dusty got you covered. We got you covered. Um how big so, is our index now? Oh, it's, it's over like, five hundred. No, I think we're inching close to a thousand. Oh, a thousand names. Probably. All right. yeah. 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 What so, is Gloria Stay's lip sync song? Oh, I mean, I think we've already done Gloria before for somebody. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I don't think it's Gloria. No. Um she sings Seven Wonders. <laughs> she lip syncs to okay, Seven Wonders. It's seven Wonders. I'll she, take that. She also puts on the f- the finale to American Horror or Story, Story Coven and, does it to and just does it to that. She does it to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So funny. That show, which is not that old, now feels like a period piece. <laughs> I know. I know. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, glorious day. I am at the point at this section of the beach where I'm like, okay, well, it's very foggy. We are losing light. It's time to get back because also we've been just doing nothing but traveling and it would be nice to just sit by the campfire. Like I was, that was my end goal. I was like, we're going to get some firewood and we are just going to have the time of our lives when we get back. (laughs) Also, you were cold. I was cold. Which is sort of like... very. Attuned to the temperatures. I mean, of the if world, you ever why want I the weather. <laughs> to leave a location, just yeah. make that location very cold, mm-hmm. and he'll go real fast. Mm-hmm. I was definitely in a place where I'm like, no, let's just sit and stay, and like, let's just, like this is so calming and therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And you were like, mm, I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. So we left. Some people will just turn around and head right back up the Anvil Trail, mm-hmm. but we wanted to take a different way, so we went on the Alder Trail. Right. Our goal was to try to like hit as many trails as we could, just in general that we hadn't seen in Acadia. So we're like, let's do that. Um, the Alder Trail doesn't really. It takes you sort of out of the way, but not by much. Really? No, yeah. not really. The, it's um, parallel to the Anvil Trail, essentially. It is parallel, and it eventually meets up with the Anvil Trail. Right. Or it meets up at that intersection. Yes, yes. So we walk down the road a little bit, and then we get to the beginning of the Alder Trail. When we get on it, it feels very much like walking through like a cutout in a field. It felt like an orchard, almost, that you yes. were kind of like, oh, this is like one row of the orchard right. that you're walking through. It mm-hmm. was very like, very easy comparatively to 
all of the descent that we had just done on the right. Anvil Trail. It's, it's a cakewalk. There's really not a lot of elevation gain that's happening here. It's a pretty easy jaunt down this trail right. for like a half mile, essentially. And then eventually it turns into a dirt road. For like a hot second. Yeah, which is called Cabin Road. And we have to go down Cabin Road in order to meet up with Scudic Head Trail. Right. Which is going to take us back to that intersection. Right. So we walked down Cabin Road and then to the right, finally, was the beginning of the Scudic Head Trail. Right. So we turn. At this point, we had been relatively flat the whole time. Yep. And we were like, I know we're going to have to like get some of this incline back at some point. This isn't just going to magically not be an incline. No. <laughs> and this is where it happened. Yep. It was like, zoop. Like, Ooh. yeah, it was. And it's only about a half mile back up to Scudic Head from here. That's kind of the nice thing about this section is it's like kind of these. It's pretty broken up when and it comes short to bursts. short bursts. Yeah. yeah. But it was short, difficult sort of <laughs> bursts in yes. some ways. This is like where we're kind of like it almost feels like as we're heading back up that we're like there is a dry riverbed. Like that's what I remember because you do climb like over this like rocky sort of bed and then there are stairs that go up the one side and then you have to kind of cross back over it to like cross back up towards Scudicad. It's not switchbacks per se, but it's like the trail sort of zigs and zags you up towards Scudicad. There were a few people parked at Blueberry Hill, like a few cars there. And we saw someone that was also hiking that had left his car. And eventually, like right when we hit that juncture back at Scudicad, he was scooting back down. Yes. Scooting back down Scudicad. You know how it goes. Yeah. We get back to that intersection again, which is right at the the point of Scudicad and start to head back. Start to head back up the Buck Cove Mountain Trail. Right, which is actually all descent too. We're heading up, but we're also going down. We are going down. (laughs) Though there were some moments that like we had to go back up again. And I remember because we had just done all of that incline, these tiny moments of incline felt really difficult. (laughs) It was really starting to get dark at this point. And did we have our headlamps? No, I don't think we did. I think we left them at the... Yeah. Because uh, we always have them when we're camping. Right. We have them like in the tent and like to To go to the bathroom or do what have you. In the dark. So we didn't have them. And so we were like kind of racing against time to get back to the car before it got too dark. Right. But at least we knew that when we got back to the Wansquit path, we'd be just be on that path all the way back to the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually we did get there. Yeah. We got to the Wansqueak path, turned left, and then we headed right back to the parking lot. Right. There was originally like a plan. So like the Buck Cove Mountain Trail does go further up through the Scudic Peninsula. Originally, the plan was to kind of go all the way up on that, which would have been almost like another two miles and then join one of the bike trails, which is like the Fraser Creek Trail to bring us down to the parking lot. Like that was part of the original plan. It didn't happen. It didn't, we didn't happen cry about because it. it was dark. And right. We were tired. Right. So we didn't cry about it, but we did get back to the car, the parking lot, even though it wasn't completely dark at that point, there were lamps in the parking lot mm-hmm. that were on at this point. Um, completely foggy, still fogged in. No one's really here at this point. It's just us. And so we take a minute when we get back to the car to just like sort of sit (laughs) and totally decompress because we are tired. (laughs) Very tired. Yeah. Yes. And then we drove back to Bucksport and we got back to our KOA and we finished the evening with like a backpacker's pantry dinner 
and played some Canasta. Yeah, which is your your new favorite game. New favorite which games. you're good at. <laughs> and we took it from there with many more adventures to come in Acadia National Park. All right, so since the One Squeak Path is a flat gravel path, um, we're not going to put that on the Karen Stone scale. Mm-mm. But let's put the Buck Cove Mountain Trail on the Karen Stone yeah. scale. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say like a four um, is mine. Like, I feel like there was some challenge to it. It wasn't the most difficult. Um, I was kind of thinking a three, but I, I'm, I'll give it a four um, because there was definitely like a little bit of incline. It was foggy to some slippery rock here and there. So a four. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. And so that's seven out of 20 Karen Stones for the Buck Cove Mountain Trail mm-hmm. for those reasons. But I just found it to be, like, so light and fun. Mm -hmm. Now, let's put the Anvil Trail on the Karen Stone scale. Well, it's interesting because we descended it. I know it would be different if we had come up it. Um, So I would say, part of me is like, I feel like maybe I should have said a three for the last one because I feel like this is somewhere in the territory of a four or five. So I'll, I'll say four again here. It's a little bit more difficult. It's a shorter length. But here you have to kind of maneuver a little bit more. But it wasn't the most tricky, like, in the end. It may be hard for someone with some mobility issues to do, um, as opposed to, like, let's say the Alder Trail, which was pretty flat. I'm going to give it, knowing what it is Mm -hmm. and the incline you have to deal with, I think I'm going to give it a six. Oh, okay. And this is in kind of in relative to each other. So I gave Buck Hope Mountain a three. This one I'm giving a six. Okay. I just felt like there was a lot more energy I, I That's fair. Like, needed to be exerted. I feel like I'm off my Karen Stone games today. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So it's a 10 out of... 20. 20. Uh-huh. And then the Alder Trail is the flat walking trail. Yeah. And then uh, let's put the Scudic Head Trail. That's like a five for me, for sure. Also a five for yeah. me. That's yeah. a short one, but you do have to like maneuver a little bit. It wasn't as much like sit and climb, but there was definitely like loose rock to deal with um, at certain points. So yeah, a five, definitely yeah. five. So another 10 on the Karen Stone scale. And let's end this episode with some Jeopardy style trivia. Great. Why don't you go ahead and get, get us started? I will get us started. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. It's called KOA acronyms. Oh, great. Are you ready for I this? I am. This is an acronym game. Great. Which I feel like you invented this category, which is uh, you take an acronym. That exists already. That exists already, but you rebrand it and you have to guess what the new thing stands for. Yes. So that's what this category is. Is it all based off of the acronym KOA? All KOA. Great. Are you ready? I love it. Okay. So for 100, Mm -hmm. KOA could be written on a teacher's chalkboard to remind students of this phrase, which means to continue inquiring for answers until you get them. Keep on asking. There you go. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I was really having a hard time there. I'm like, I don't know what this phrase is and I teach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there was some self-judgment there. There, I. Let's talk about oh. the hole I just traveled down. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Despair. <laughs> okay, are we ready for 200? Yep. yep. If your flight attendant announced that this was a KOA flight, you would know that there were these types of young domestic felines on board. 
what is it kittens on airplane that's flight? right <laughs> kittens on airplane or kitties right. on airplane that sounds like the follow-up to snakes on a plane <laughs> yes kittens on airplane right, right. okay for 300 mm-hmm. if you were trying to get a job at a yarn store but the paperwork stated koa you would know that it meant that they were not looking for crocheters what is knitting on application? Oh, I'm going to give that to you. Okay. I was, uh, we were looking for knitters only apply. Knitters only apply. Okay. Exactly. All right. There you go. Okay. For 400, are you ready? Mm-hmm. KOA could be an acronym for a data term that would give you the median amount of this eucalyptus leaf eating tree animal. A data term? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is ko- koalas on aloe? Aloe. <laughs> Back rolls. <laughs> <laughs> the median amount. Oh, koalas on average. There you go. Sorry, I. <laughs> That's okay. S- spazzing out. Back rolls. <laughs> okay, and for 500. Uh-huh. KOA could stand for this if you happen to eat about 70% of fat without realizing it every day for five days and suddenly started to burn a lot of body fat. What is keto? Keto only appetite? Mm, Not exactly. We were looking for what is ketosis on accident. Oh, okay. Ketosis on accident. Great. There you go. And so that was KOA acronyms. Beautiful. I love that. Acronym games are fun. They're also open to interpretation sometimes. (laughs) Very open. Kittens on airplane. All right. My, uh, my Jeopardy is inspired by the fact that I was looking for like a, the fact that like a main justice, like Acadia and Cajun and like how those like kind of like, because of the connection from French, Canada, French Canada yeah. to like Louisiana. Louisiana. So then I kind of went in a different direction. So this is called French to English dictionary. So these are all words that we use in English that are actually originally French. Okay, great. Okay, great. great. So, <clears throat> and there'll be a clue um, that gets you there. Old, blue, and village are all words that would associate with this French to English color appropriation. Oh, God. Not Can all I of, get more information? Not all of those relate to the color, but those words refer to around the color that we're thinking about. I'll give you another word. Ships. What is navy? That's correct. Old navy, blue as in the color navy, and the village people as in in the navy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're like, oh, all right. Okay, great. Let's keep great. going. Uh, For 200, this word meaning broken or crumbled could describe the remnants of a ship after a storm or just sound like an accented way to say this soft cheese. What is feta? Mm -mm. What is debris? (laughs) Debris. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. I did immediately think brie and I was like... That's wrong. So again, I'll, I'll give you one clue that will be directly related to it and then something that'll kind of be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, I f- I'm going to murder you later. <laughs> no, it's okay. All right. All right. This middle French word could describe emissions, syndromes, or animals. Hopefully not all at once, though. 
so this word could connect to either of those three words that I emissions syndromes or animals or creatures like the title of the film or I think it was animals actually was the what title. is forest Mm-mm. Oh, I'm sorry. This is I. I wrote a hard no, one. No, this is very hard. What I is don't know. what is nocturnal? Nocturnal emissions. Nocturnal syndromes. Nocturnal animals. Great. Okay. <laughs> great. You're like okay. Well, okay, this is great. one of those ones. It's one of those where, like you're not giving me any sort of or on that one at least I didn't get any sort of definition of the word nocturnal. I only got sort of like things that word associations. Word associations. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. This old French word might describe the manuscript you are working on or the coronavirus, which is causing COVID. What is novel? That's correct. There you go. Okay. Meaning new or sometimes mm-hmm. something written. Great. And this final one. This common punctuation mark, which often describes possession or what may sound like an award given to some of your cookware, if perhaps pronounced wrong. What is apostrophe? Right. Apostrophe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't do that. I did. You didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. you did apostrophe. <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Acadia National Park and the parks we visit on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. (laughs) 